Okay, hello, welcome along to the Worst Idea of All Time podcast. Uh, my name's Guy Montgomery. My name is Tim Bat. And this week we have a very special guest. What's your name? I'm David Ferry. It's nice to be here with you guys. Big fan. And it's nice to be sitting here <laughs> after watching uh, Growing Ups 2 for me for the first time. That's right. David Ferry, uh, three news reporter and kind of freelance mm. journalist. Freelance everyman. Mm. Parrot owner. I'll, pink I'll t- t-shirt Actor. Wearer. Yep, actor, dreamer, short poppies, dancer, I'll take lover, visionary, cook, uh, uh, the food critic. Uh, all true. I'll take any opportunity that comes my way, including uh, being being with, here with you guys on this podcast. Thank you. And the first thing I realized, I don't know how quickly we want to get into this, but Just I dive in. got this film confused with um, the Hot Tub Time Machine oh. film or franchise oh. in my head, where you've got this big ensemble of... Yeah. Uh, Comedians in their sort of 30s, 40s, 50s, all coming together. And today. So, uh, yeah, there you go. And so, I mean, what were you, what were you, ex- were you just expecting more time spent in a jacuzzi, presumably? Well, no, I just thought this film, because I haven't seen either of these movies, and I thought that, for some reason, I thought it was about a group <laughs> of friends traveling back in time to sort of relive their youth another time. But of course, it's being gr- called Grown Ups, I thought yeah. it was about that. But of I course, see. that's hot tub In a time way, machine. in a way, it's not not about that. Yeah. No, this is about a group of men who are... Uh, regressing. Yeah, regressing. I don't know if they've ever gone... Catch never not regressing. I mean, they've, I don't think they've ever matured no. beyond puberty. They're just goofing around. Just a couple of guys. Could be anyone just goofing they're, around. They're just having a day together. And I mean, for me, this film was sound like, just... You sound like Peter Dante. Cast member oh, Peter Dante, oh, Jesus, and a press he did for the for the movie. <laughs> Trying to describe, you're actually <laughs> quoting a press release right. for the movie. It's about this film is about a group of guys walking around their town, um, from shop to outside location to another store to a home. Yeah, just living their lives. You had a lot of questions yeah. throughout the viewing, David, about like, <laughs> well, no, it was where's weird the for, story? It was weird for me because I listened to the podcast and so watching it for the first time, I had so because I knew you could answer any questions I had as yeah. the movie went on. Yeah, so of course I'd tap into that. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a weird experience because... Well, a lot of your questions don't have answers, though. No. Like, where's the plot? There's no answer to that. I can genuinely say I have not watched a film before that's got no plot points and and mainly no conflict. There's no point where I'm worried for any of these characters in their lives. But that's not necessarily no conflict. That's just that's poorly made. You're not invested in any one thing in the film. It's It's both. I think it's both. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's, I a mean lot of, it's a lot of time to spend with something in which you have no investment or interest. No, and it spreads oh, your that. interest. We've done it for a year, mate. <laughs> it spreads, it seems to just spread things too thinly. There's so oh. many people popping up. You, The instant you maybe start to think, oh, this is a character I'd like to spend more time with, you're on to 10, when, okay, 15, pause, 20 pause. other people. When did you think that? I, no, I thought at the beginning, yeah. um, I thought the guy, um, a couple of them. Who was the one that was a bit like Kevin James? His brother, the principal, the principal Tardio. <laughs> Though there was a guy in there, I don't even know. That's the thing; I can't even remember yeah, a lot of those characters. Too, there was your, nothing. It scrambles your brains, doesn't they it? They do, and they cut, they introduce characters at a rate <laughs> yeah, at the start, yeah, especially mad. just like, all right, okay, you got that one. Now, now here's three more. Okay, now here's nine more. Now here's twenty-seven more characters, and now, <laughs> but when the credit, and all in a new here's, setting, here's one hundred and twenty-one oh, new characters to learn. Feel you could feel the. Sc- the directions on the script just jumping out at you. It's like, right, now we're in a house. 
Now we're in a Kmart. Now yeah. we're in another house. Now we're at this at this lake, and yeah. it just went. Are you just jumping from location? Someone's to location? cousin works in like set design and building, like the mafia of Hollywood. Is Adam Sandler's cousins who work in set design and building, and he just like they just muscled in to hire out a whole lot of work for themselves. They wrote the script. <laughs> they wrote the script because there is that mystery of it's it's Adam Sandler, it's him. Without Adam Sandler, the, this film wouldn't exist. Yeah, but he occupies this place in Hollywood now where he can get because people go to this film so he gets yep, a return on these droves. terrible films yep. and so he keeps making them uh, but, well I mean there's a few points because in discussing it with several different people through the podcast there's a few points which are constantly raised and one of them is that do you not think it looks like a lot of fun for them to make that movie because no one's invested in the product it's just no. that because hasn't Adam Sandler talked about this? He just yeah. does a movie if it's fun. Yeah. If it's like essentially... He did that oh. one with Drew Barrymore because he wanted to go to the location. So yeah, it was a holiday with Hawaii, a movie So he'll on. do that film. But yeah. yeah, they are. They're joking around on set. There's, there's nothing... There's no big investment from them. They, they turn up each day. They probably get fed quite well. They're with their friends. Phenomenal catering. Probably get Blaze Pizza. Yeah. Get that Does juice? It, what was the juice they kept? Oh, they get yeah. Mott's. Mott's juice yeah. That's the juice of choice In oh, growing up too I want to try some Mott's juice now. Oh yeah I'm craving some, some Mott's juice Some Pepsi oh. Maybe we can nip down to Kmart And see what they've got Guy there. Do you know what I like to do When I'm on Venice Beach After I've visited My mate Patty at Gold's what? And I've you've also Just a got a slice workout, Throwing some tin around And you've got some Blaze pizza Throwing a slice or two Of, of Blaze sorry, pizza Perfect down, mate. Sunday Tim What could you possibly want To top off that Perfect combination Of activities I actually forgot Where I was going with that <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I got Mots, you through. want Mott's juice. Oh, yeah, Mott's. Something I liked about uh, the film, I'm big into CGI creatures in films, <laughs> and they made real good use of that CG deer. Yeah. Just trampling through the house. Uh, yeah. Clearly wasn't real. Uh, was clearly a it bit wasn't of CG bad CGI. Tom you, do you I, think I think it was pretty bad. Do I you? think that was pretty bad CG. Do you think the dog is real? The dog. There was a, <laughs> no, there were a couple of scenes where the dog was a prop, where someone yeah. was definitely holding it up. It was never CG, but it, there was a couple of points where it was a real dog. But like, definitely, they've put a weird filter on it or something like Mayfair. Oh, it, the dog comes out looking real odd. It, no, it does. Like Mayfair, are you quoting Instagram <laughs> <laughs> filters as like color grades on one animal? Thought it would be a funny thing to say. That is funny. Uh, David Spade, what's he been doing until now? Oh, Josh, shoot me was pretty Just good. What me. was that? Joe Just the D- other day, the Joe Dirt. 
Joe Dirt, meet Joe Dirt. Uh, he's doing a second Joe Dirt film, I think. I think he's been doing Jesus. some stand up. I've seen some oh, stand up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done some stand up recently. He's, he's he did back, a really good WTF. Back on the Mike club Mary. circuit. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. I would love to hear that. He's funny. I, I rate David Spade. It was, but the other thing, like when how did you so feel I'm about jumping David? around, I it felt weird. It dragged. It started off very pacey, mm. and you were jumping from location to location. There were a lot of gags coming thick and fast, but I think like the last third went pretty slow. Like it was just, yeah, man. It was at the one party. <laughs> it drags. Yeah. Well, God, it dragged. And then by the time the credits ran, I was picturing people. Because when the credits are up, I'm always reminded that I'm in the cinema. I've just seen a great film, yeah. as opposed to in, a, in your lounge yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And you're wondering about the discussions people are having when they're leaving that cinema. <laughs> like, guys, that oh god, that was good. You know, let's oh god, I want to see it again. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a very different discussion to when you leave that film to when you've left Interstellar. I something. thought you were going to say Interstellar. It's yeah, such a but people paid money to see that. But what good, do you talk about money. on the ride what, home like after gags? grown ups? Like, too? remember when that no, because well, okay. got a brass. I remember Atlas. I imagine like a fourteen-year-old teenage boy is probably who's going to love this movie. Do you know what I'm saying? The, I was so way too sophisticated. I'm thinking if I'm but, as a 14 year old teenage boy, if I left a movie like that, I can't imagine enjoying it as my, even though I probably would have back then. But I'm like, you're just quote, you'd be quoting, you'd just be quoting, you're going, that poor old lady, <laughs> or, who wants to yeah. watch me climb a rope? And you're just walking out the cinema, just, just. I know this is, the, your favorite. I know tidbit. this is slightly a different point to the one you're trying to make, but I love that you're grabbing catchphrases from like all these accidental side characters, <laughs> where they're probably made it up on the day. And no one wrote you're that like, in what? the script. Exactly. What we're supposed to be saying is like yeah. what or um or, or burp snarting. Like one of us busts out one of those. That's what they intended to what be the you, catchphrases. What do you mean to take away from that movie? I guess you just meant to have had a laugh. Having a Did laugh. you have a laugh? Uh, I know. I love. I really the physical gags. God, they got me. Whenever an inflatable boat was inflated, suddenly hilarious. Twice. Shack. <laughs> they went uh, back to that, that water fountain. <laughs> Shack and that little playhouse, just yeah. kind of his head poking out. Because Shack's, Shack's so big and the playhouse is so small. <laughs> ah, that's funny. That's Good juxtaposition. Jinx. Personal jinx. Timbat. 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 friends. Oh, thanks, mate. I, know, I took some notes. I'm just going to have a look through the notes that I took. Okay. Oh, that fitness class with the woman. Uh, it's Squat Robics 101. Yeah, Squat yeah, Robics. John where Lovitz. he, our janitor, came in and started sort of... Because, I mean, I've been... I don't know. I've been reading a few essays recently, like, you know, people talking about the roles of female in film and, and sort of how... In the role, specifically in Fast and Furious, how females are used in those films and like males and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But females in this film are just kind of, it. God, it's the worst example. They've got nothing. They've Is got, yeah. they either to do with a male character or they're there for a gag. <laughs> and that particular scene was the worst case because <laughs> oh. they're just, they're all idiots. You know, this got, the janitor wanders in. Uh, you know, obviously a janitor. Obviously, and suddenly still they're, squat, got his they're squatting, they're turning around, they're slapping their bums for him. Yeah, there doesn't I mean, appear to be a Gina Davis of our generation. And then we and need then one. When um, when old hottie dude walks in, they're all Paul instantly goes into oh you're so yeah, hot, they're all swooning, you? Oh, yeah, he's yeah. gay, They get really angry as well when they Real find angry. that he's gay, like mobbish. That scene for me, I guess, was stuck in my head because it was so God, it was dumb. Yeah. It was real dumb. You, you've got to you've got to meet the movie on its terms, though. That's a Dom Corryism. That's a Dom Corryism right there. And like, mm. this is not a movie that is looking to yeah, true. impact social change. Yeah, true. Four guys get together, and I believe I'll, I'll quote yourself, David. They have a day. 
That is the movie. They're walking around the town. And what a day it was. It was it started it was in a, bed. Oh, that's the funny that, thing. Just back to that deer coming in. Yeah. Were they... Because I thought when that first started, I thought they had just moved to, into a forest or something. Like they'd moved house or something. And that yeah, would be part of the plot. Connecticut. And they're a city Connecticut, called so um, deer around. Like, well, obviously they own some land because... You know when they're doing the scene out the front of the driveway, like they're they're somewhat removed from the house. Like there's trees around the house. There's an off chance maybe they live near a nature reserve, and there could be some deer that would that would that wander. Would wander maybe in. A, a curious deer wanders into the. I don't think it's rural though. They seem doesn't look rural, but they, I mean it, it's a leafy town. It feels like there's trees like a everywhere. Lifestyle block. It was just yeah. such a it was such a bold start to the film, <laughs> and it didn't have. A lot to do with the rest yeah. of it, except for in the end when that deer hilariously I was, uh, got yeah. the bad guy. I in don't. The nuts, th- yeah, you would you not. Know? Have, you would not have been a hit in the scriptwriter's room for this one, Dave. Uh, it was just. <laughs> but what? I, you know, know. I was pissing on everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 just starts show, urinating because it's Adam funny Sandler. when animals piss on people, man. It's funny. Yeah, it's it comedy. That's yeah. hashtag comedy. <laughs> hashtag hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of physical. I guess for me, the thing I take from the film was uh, I really enjoyed the physical gags, uh, the poo coming out, the ice cream coming out uh, from the ice cream dispenser. I need to ask you an important question, David, mm. um, because you've only seen the film once, so this is great. Mm. Did you? I love that about you. Did you oh. notice a um, a huge amount of product placement? Did did, did brands the, pop out at you? Things or was it out. I mean, it was the, the Kmart they were in, or the, the Walmart. There was a Kmart. Store that, Kmart. They were that is sacrilegious on this Sorry. podcast. It's so obvious. I, thought, the Kmart. I didn't think Kmart was an American thing. I thought it was just all Someone Walmart. Someone else said that. I, I why, did, why, why, didn't was why didn't New Zealanders think that we started Kmart? Maybe I thought Kmart, we started Kmart. Maybe, American brand. Maybe Kmart's launching in America now, and they just thought, well, how can anyway. we get our name out there? We'll whack a shitload of money in an Adam Sandler flick. Kmart jumped out, and when they're in that uh, supermarket towards the end there, or the middle, when was it? God, I don't even know. <laughs> the supermarket. Um, it's, in the third, it's in the third movement. There were products <laughs> jumping out. But I mean, what what sort of product placement does that put in your brain? I mean, do you leave thinking, I saw that juice I better that. buy some something. pizza, <laughs> juice, so, milk, but grated it's not like, cheese. But it's not like a, a, sec, yeah. like a car or something they're driving. It's like a juice behind <gasps> I, I some like dudes that. in a cinema. It's not. They're not going to be anything specific. They're just like, just go out there and buy some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the product placement of the movie is commercialism. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah but that's that's what that's the beauty of product placement. I love it. I love. What do you it. want after you watch that movie? What do you want to walk out of the door and buy? Fuck, do you know what I could go right? I could go a Mott's juice box right yeah. now. I could just down one of them. David, right now, Mott's. one thing: you walk out of the door, what would you go and buy? Oh, Mott's, hands down. That's yeah. all done. I mean, it's Mott's that delicious, so juice. refreshing. Well, we just, didn't have oh. Mott's. Yeah, we are actually just a, a word to anyone: if you do work at Mott's, uh, we are still. Interested in sponsorship from, from, Dude, from wherever need, that may come. We need money because so you, number one, apparently, I have to buy a two hundred and fifty dollar t shirt because someone uh, called yeah. me on my bullshit. That's right. Good work, fans. So in an early podcast, David Tim Bat said, "You know that catchphrase what that Tim Meadows tries out through the mm, whole movie." Mm, mm. Tim said at some point, I haven't heard the quote, but he said, "I would spend a two, if someone made a t shirt with that catchphrase on it, I would spend like two hundred and fifty dollars on that." And someone, a fan, has made the T-shirt Jesus. and set the price tag at two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my! But God. I love that they've gone to a lot of trouble too because they've looked at the current currency conversion because it's a US store, so they've got it exactly at this odd amount, which equals that, exactly two. No, but that's exactly the sort of audience member you guys have got. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, who's listening. Yeah. Like, it's I don't that know. kind of brain. And I do I think you. Ha- I think you should spend that money on that too. I have to. There's no way around it. But like, it's it, that's a lot of money. That is. I'm gutted. 
I'm super gutted, but there's no way around it. I've got quick, to... quick stray observation. Two things I wanted to raise briefly, please. Uh, the scene where they're all sort of jumping nude into the water. Yes, there. off suicide the, thirty-five the off people, the top rock. They were off. They were going. They were doing the whoop whoop, often, whoop which whoop, is a, whoop, a, a juggalo sort of. I think oh. it's a juggalo oh. phrase. That's what I'm wondering because the juggalos. I know a lot of uh, juggalos. They're uh, fans of insane clown posse, uh, and their catchphrase is whoop whoop. Which is what mm. they were doing. Maybe I was mishearing it. Was it more of a woo woo? No, dude. Uh, I no, reckon you're on point. It was a bit of a woo woo. Yeah, well, they were juggling. That's a juggling. I mean, it that's feels like a pretty. It, it does feel like an odd match as far as a affiliation with the Juggalos for grown-ups too. I don't feel like they're really targeting the Juggalos. But that's the beautiful thing about Juggalos, bro. It is like they're, a brotherhood. It's very yeah. egalitarian. Big they time. don't look th- through a lens of age or or upbringing. Or no, it's all about inclusion um, and peace. Really yeah. lovely. And listening to the music of Insane Clown Posse. So I'm, I'd be curious about that link, whether there's anything in there or that was purely just... You know the ICP got investigated by the FBI for a while because they no, were it was like... tax evasion, wasn't it? Or something? I thought it? it was... I thought the FBI... I were concerned that it was a gang. Oh, right. And it, we, there was a court of, case. Right. And they, and they basically had to determine if the juggalos like, was a, a gang. gang. <laughs> Turns out they're not, I um, think. I really enjoyed that moment with the juggalos. Um, oh, God, it was a terrible film. You, I had some other points You got somewhere. another point? I wrote down some notes. Well, listen, while you're finding that... I've, well, I've actually just dug something up I'd like to do. Oh, yes, well. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while you find it a, a point if you would like to uh, we got a message on our Facebook page and this is I mean we've received a few messages over the course of our time but this is a pretty pretty impressive well written sort of bit uh, from VRDLC it's a very unique name presumably a pseudonym v- to try and hide from who, you know whoever that may v- be on the internet Vilk Vilk Okay, uh, I'll, I'll read it to you. Thank you very much for this. Yes. I just started listening to this, just finished episode seven, and I'm honoured that you have decided to share your slow descent into madness with the world. I have to say, I enjoyed Grown Ups too, and even I don't ever really want to watch it again, and even I don't ever really want to watch it again. I love movies that are disasters, not just bad movies, but actual shocking disasters. About once a year, I get the itch to see a genuine disaster, and Adam Sandler, surprisingly enough, really provides one. His R-E-R-E. bad movies are simply A R A, so like. Very yeah, occasionally. Really. His bad movies are simply unfunny and boring, like the first Grown Ups was. But every once in a while, there is a disaster. There's an old dogs or a Nick the Bus Driver is a t- tiny dicked porn star. I don't remember the name now, but he has a micro penis and makes a condom out of a pen cap so Christina Rishi doesn't get pregnant. <laughs> what I feel makes Grown Ups 2 so special is that they didn't even try. They didn't try so hard that there isn't even a plot. There are no real antagonists. The closest thing to a problem that any character has is Sandler doesn't want a kid, and it's resolved when he decides that he does want a kid. That's it. And between the opening and closing scenes of Sandler and his wife in bed, there's an endless stream of sketches. Hearing you share your highlight of the recent viewing makes me smile, because it makes me remember my favourite moments. The winks at the cameras, the non-sequiturs, and most importantly, John Lovitz, who I'm sure you have heard by now was not merely a critic character on The Simpsons, but had his own amazing show called The Critic. When I watched Grown Ups 2, I had to stop and go back numerous times in order to send the highlights of the film to my friends via Snapchat. I lost a lot of friends that day, but the ones who stayed will be my friends forever. Thank you for sharing this with us. I couldn't do what you're doing, and I liked Grown Ups 2. Isn't that a fucking incredible message? Thank you so uh, much, Vervilk. So well written, yeah. uh, well articulated, and all pretty, pretty good points. <laughs> Valid. Although, you know, I wouldn't call it a disaster. You know, it's it's not a good film, but it's not a disaster like The Room is a disaster. No, and this you know? is the point, because... But, 
So when Guy and I were um, kicking around movie titles for this kind of concept early on before we started, uh, an early front runner was Con Air. But I was like, I genuinely think that movie is awesome. I completely agree. That's a sweet movie. And still Steve Buscemi, which I don't think we've ever thought of. (laughs) But... um, and the other thing and, and then so like The Room I kind of uh, came to the list and I was like no because The Room's so bad that it's, you would enjoy multiple viewings because it. it's bad you're not enjoying this film because it's terrible you're it's enjoying it there terrible. are some gags that are funny and yeah, you're laughing yeah, at the gags exactly it's zero it, it's not it's a negative sort of neutral it's zero this movie is nothing I always wonder what was it like for you watching watching it with us how did you feel we engaged with the film I felt you I was impressed at the beginning that it was uh, your cell phones were turned off, but then I thought you'd be sort of right into it, but you drifted at times. You know, there was a lot of talk between the two of you, uh, and I uh, that made it difficult for me to watch at times because I missed certain lines. I was trying like, to remind instance, guy. at the end where Adam Sandler is talking to his unborn child mm. uh, through we his We could probably stomach. recite that if you... You were talking over that. We could do it I now. didn't uh, and know you, what happened. And you, and you wanted to know what happened. Well, I did because obviously it's, it's, it's him coming to terms with the fact he's a father. And that was the one, as your, uh, your listener pointed out, that was the one bit of conflict. He didn't want this baby. That was the resolution to your that. Your bars too to the high. Baby and you, I couldn't hear. Okay, well, do you want to know what he says to the baby? Please. He makes a joke about how he wants to sleep with the ballet teacher. That he's saying to his unborn fetus. <laughs> yeah. That is, and like, he's like, he's like tells unborn fetus, hey, and you do ballet because I gotta see that teacher again. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and then, then, then he's like, and he's like, no, I'm just kidding. Your mum's totally all good. Uh, okay, I'm gonna have sex with your mum now. Watch your head. And then just when they're about to have sex, he does a burp, a fart, and a sneeze at the same time. And he says he did it for the baby. There's your conflict resolution. <laughs> There's your foreplay. God. <laughs> Jesus. Santa, Santa is a okay. storm of right, sexuality. Okay. okay. He's a okay. hurricane. I thought maybe there was a moment of some sort of level of empathy well, and, and, or in fairness, we should have given you the chance to, to No, you accurately portrayed and you have seen it how many times? 39. 39. Jesus. Uh, Foley effects was my last point. Oh, uh, yes. That fight towards the end. Yeah. Uh, the effects were very loud. The uh, punching. Was, the punching. Um, people sound falling over. Talking. It was overboard. It was, I, it was I, really I, effective. It was like a cartoon. Yeah. You, uh, it was fine. There's a weird cartoon moment within it. Um, and we'll go back to your, your point of audio production and, and, and just a tick, Dave. Bookmark that. Where um, the principal, who has had blue paint constantly poured on himself and his belongings, and some sort of weird recurring Ongoing gag. Year, year, end of year gag. So he has had paint poured on him on the last day of school by his students. He goes with it and dresses up as a Smurf. He then jumps out of a treehouse, which he is inexplicably inside <laughs> of at a party. swaying, looking at his wife. <laughs> and children lands on four people and in mm. the only moment of true cartoon physics in the film they oh, okay. then become <laughs> completely painted with blue paint also no, I, I noticed that happened but I thought I'd miss something you haven't it, <laughs> make, it doesn't so they've the universe right. of grown ups too is not a universe where the physics are that different um, you can't die you're immortal we mm. learn this because yeah, yeah. Nick 
has multiple fatal injuries throughout the film and the yet bus. it's fine they all do when oh. they jump off Suicide 35 they all so receive what would be I'm completely fine with it because some movies go let's remove death because death's a bit of a bummer so in our universe death doesn't happen you and there's cleavage about, everywhere you don't need to worry about these characters dying at any point exactly but this blue paint the blue paint introduces a level of cartoon physics to the universe they've built which is referenced nary no for a second in any part of the film oh, no what is Nick no who's David Spade in the tyre is pretty cartoonish it's possible though no it's possible you can roll the guy in a tyre I completely bought that the transfer of blue Not paint the transfer like of that. blue That's paint crazy. is metaphysical I, I bought into the tyre no, I, was, I was there with the tyre <laughs> no I was sold on the tyre the blue paint I was confused at that moment but I thought I'd miss something and no. there was some other paint involved but yeah you land on someone as a blue painted man and suddenly the other men we blue. we we uh we better get to our regular features before we yeah, burn yeah, before out we the out clock too much, man. Uh, so we gave you a vague rundown on what was required uh, during the film. Mm. First of all, we'll go for um. Spanish words, party time! It's Spanish words, party time! It's Spanish words, party time! It's coming to your house with a bag of chips, yeah. Uh. Which is the part of the podcast uh, where we talk about Patrick Schwarzenegger, mm. son of Arnold. Yeah. How did you find out he was the son of Arnold? Is he? Was we Google just... a lot of yeah, stuff, okay. yep. and people looked, tell like, us things. We looked at the credits. I think what I love mm. about our Facebook um, page is that we've become a real dumping ground for any small tidbit <laughs> on anyone who's in the film or its production or anything. Like people a, go, "Hey, page, did you read this?" And we're like, "Nah." That's the page was going bananas when <laughs> Patty got with Miley. Oh yeah, Miley Cyrus and he have recently hooked up, she, and oh, everyone man. was just chomping at the bit. I've said it before. I'll say it again, and I felt like a proud parent that we'd sort of tabbed Patty Schwartz for greatness. Was that the photo that Schwartzy, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger posted up on his Instagram weeing next to? He was weeing next to his yep, son? That, That's yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, right. that was an unusual photo to Instagram. <laughs> it was a real unusual <laughs> photo. Real proud of the man you've grown into, son. Uh, favorite moment. There were a lot of uh, fa- sort of facials of him yeah, just standing. Great, great there were a lo- The whole movie actually was fun watching extras where things were going on, where they were looking, what they were doing, what their faces were doing. Yeah. Uh, but I think for old Patty, Patty Schwartz, uh, probably... Oh, Patty! Patty! Oh, Patty! Patty! Oh, you know, I'm like, Patty's ooh, coming ooh, over Patty. here. Patty! Patty. Yeah, boy! Uh, probably the old whoop, 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 whoop. whoop. Patty yeah. Schwartz is a juggalo. I like it. Yeah, I like I that. Because um, I imagine Patty Schwartz going off to like the big meeting of the juggalos, face painting going on. Yeah. Getting real fucked. Oh, yeah. Really Patty Schwartz, it. juggalos. Yeah. Patty, I don't like you going to these parties. <laughs> Shut up, Dad. I'm a juggalo now. Deal with it. Patrick, I did not get to where I am today <laughs> by going to frat parties every weekend. You it's need, about, to, it's you about need about to listen to me. It's about acceptance, Dad. I'm going to meet my brother Patrick I love you But you need to listen To what I'm saying He's got Where the fuck is <laughs> Apparently bro? Venice All of a sudden <laughs> you, Not Venice like Beach But A European version Of text edit <laughs> I Yeah woop, woop For me A kind of uh, Believing he was A juggalo And had that in his background His character made a lot more sense okay. To me And so that was Good My moment it's, Good party it's, time It's time for us to jump In the bus yeah, because all aboard the bus. Da, da, da. <laughs> ba, 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 roll up, roll up, roll up. It's roll a magical mystery tour. Roll up, 
Roll it up for the mystery uh, tour. The, the Steve Buscemi mystery, mystery tour is coming to take you away. Coming to take you away. Too, too much singing, bro. Yeah, man. Too We're much. We're to pull it in. A lot more. Pull it in, boy. Uh, so we told you about the Steve Buscemi mystery tour. Yeah, yeah. Roughly uh, the fact we don't we haven't watched the first film. That's right. We so haven't. we don't know where what his character's backstory is at all. He made some got. Oh. He references an injury. He's got an injury. We want to know how he got it. Did he do goalposts? Yeah, he yeah. did. It was yeah, the goalpost. Yeah. Touchdown symbol goalpost, yeah. And he's only got 40% feeling in his body. And his arms have been in that position for two years. What could uh, cause that? What could cause that? <laughs> uh, Dr. Ferrier? <laughs> I, I, I'm imagining... I'm imagining... I'm, I mean, from the goalposts, I'm imagining it was some sort of football... Injury. So I'm imagining, in some sort of comical way, Steve Buscemi made his way onto the field. Uh, what do you call it in football? The pitch. The field. The field. Feels good. And I think maybe got targeted by some gridiron players that were playing and got f- f- taken out. Yeah, absolutely taken out. What was it? I and mean, it was comical because Steve Buscemi's character was never meant to be on the football field. Yeah. He's an older guy. He looks a bit funny, and he just got annihilated. So was it, was, how did he get on the field? Was he following a, a butterfly? Maybe uh, or I did think he... perhaps this is just the whole reference to the water boy. He was a water boy, perhaps yeah. a comical a, sort of water boy. But maybe my brain is just getting confused from the other Adam Sandler film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the water boy somehow made it onto the pitch. Yeah. Somehow, yes. maybe got into Uh-oh. uniform. I smell trouble. He's wearing yeah. a helmet. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then suddenly, boom! Maybe he he gets given the ball accidentally. Uh oh, his um, trouble. And he becomes you know he doesn't know whether to run or just. Oh. But he freezes. He oh, freezes. No. He freezes. Uh-oh. What's going to happen to him? And then the other players on the other team they all tackle <gasps> him very hard. Oh. He just. Slammed down oh, on the ground. Oh, uh, yeah. you've really some, sold guy on this. Yeah, yeah he's on board. Some wires involved. He goes flying back, <laughs> hits his head. There's a real sort of shattering ah, moment, my head. and that's what that's happened to him. Good theory. Yeah, that's good, man. Shit, you came in hot with the features. That's yeah, well, I really, I good. took the lead from that. That sort of goalpost simply made yeah, with yeah. his hands there at some point. I was, I was invested in that. Uh, my favourite one of those is that he's a time traveller though, and he kicked his own ass. <laughs> Yeah. That's my favourite so far. And I thought of it. So it's a really weird one to pick as my favourite. <laughs> That's all right. Very, like, You're allowed to be proud of yourself. <laughs> but uh, the one one thing, and you may have discussed this before, the one bit of credit I'll give pretty the film. The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> is, um, and I guess, you know, that whole, I, I like, it wrapped up where it began. You know, they went to bed and that was one day. Mm. And you could almost imagine them, you know, they wake up again, <laughs> does the same day. This Repeat. is what well, I forgot Does to it, finish my sentence with you before, uh, but it, it, Selma Hayek actually says, um, we got to get some sleep because tomorrow is a big day. Oh, that's because you were talking over that bit. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. So something important did? No. Well, no, no, no. No, this, no we don't know what it is. Line. But just like, if that's a normal day for the, like, that's not a big day. Tomorrow, tomorrow the big is day. the big day. So Jeez, that was just that like a warm-up for Monday. Has there been any talk of a grown-ups three? There Lots. must be if it grows yeah. that much. We we actually tried to get one started. <laughs> we tried to commission it. We tried to grown commission up 3D. it. We're thinking Jeez. about submitting a <laughs> oh, script. Oh, God, that's good. <laughs> Jesus. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, we're probably running out of time, Tim. Should we just whip through our well, shining hold lights? hold on. David would like to know the status on Growing Up's Three. Oh, it's going to happen. Guaranteed. Well, I mean, there, if it made been, that, what, you what made like be... 230 mil, made for 80, 80 mil, that's a decent sort of profit. There's, there's good for a studio. Yeah, I mean, um, there's been sully. talks about the script already. Like, David Spade did an AMA, I think. I think it was an AMA so on Reddit. So questions Do, here. Is David Spade still doing stand-up? Is he? I imagine he's doing yep. stand-up it's in LA and stuff. Yeah, I've seen some club videos of him doing his stuff. Yeah, right. He's good. Uh, He's good. No, it's going to happen. And, I mean, they ad-libbed that whole movie, so why would you submit a script? He's got to deal with Netflix. He's just going to whack it in there. Do we know... The editor in that film, yeah. I picture them sitting Big in the little booth and just being handed a bunch of footage. You know, you got a couple of, you got a couple of cameras hey, there. Hey, we took your video camera for three months. Here's what we got. And this Make editor... Make a movie. This editor is probably getting paid quite well. You know, and he just <laughs> well, just slap it. So. There was that. There was that fucking fade. That yeah, fade to black. Steve Buscemi and that laugh. was just like an editor just giving up and just yeah. being like, "Oh <laughs> yeah. Jesus!" There's no transition. There's no end to this next bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in a newsroom, we use the fade, like the sort of fade between shots when we're pretty desperate. Sure, because we don't use it that often. We don't use quick. it that often. But that's for a story that you're maybe throwing together in an hour. Yeah. In a feature film, to, do, <laughs> to fade out, it's almost just admitting defeat. It's almost worse than that because it's a cross dissolve. So it's not like right, it so. goes too black, which would not look good. But it just bleeds into the next scene. It cross dissolves into what the next scene is. So it's like you're watching a VHS family video for a dad who's just got this new bit of kit that lets you edit VHS home videos. Yeah, it was it's just got that... the screeching brake sound effect from PowerPoint. Exactly. You would, like a star wipe would not be out of place after it happens. You'd and be I, like, yep, that's the tone I now. think that's the one place where the editor really fell over. I think the editor did a pretty... I'm not an editor, I can't talk about this, but I think he did a pretty good job. DOP, terrible. There was some terrible stuff in there. Oh, there was like a couple oh, of weird zooms oh, and then like David. a cut to another shot. Editor, great. DOP. Set design. Oh, no, set design of him. Set design. I can't agree. There was no set design. I thought it was reasonably well shot. I there was some pretty there was some pretty dodgy stuff. You were going to dice it. Zooms and then cuts. And we then can disagree. That's fine. Real movie vibe. That's, that's all good. <laughs> real strong movie vibes. Suddenly hey. the podcast gets really boring. <laughs> <laughs> a genuine disagreement. <laughs> oh no. 
Uh, Listen, look, the, the concept is two guys watching a movie once a week for a year, mate. Like, this is... It's insane. Okay, let's do our shining lights and get out of here. Oh. I'll finish. I want to go to this barbecue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be here. Yeah, you've missed a dinner or something. Remotely. This, right? Okay. Uh, oh, but thanks very much for coming, David. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. No, it's hey, so, David. So it's been a real... Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Okay. I'm looking forward to the other episodes. So the shining light is <clears throat> we just all mention our favorite moment uh, from the movie today. Uh and do you I'll, know what? Yeah, I got one. Okay. Guy, you just looked at me like, Tim, have you got one? Yeah, I do, I, was, I do. I scrambling for help. <laughs> um, well, it's probably been mentioned in the real early on ones, but it was something about the fact that David was here, the um, the jump off Suicide 35. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, cool. All Some right. Stuff. Some stunts. Cool. Yeah, good stunts in there. For me, uh, definitely inflatable boat uh, going up because God I want to try that now I've never seen it happen yeah uh, physics were a bit messed up he never the guy that was inflating the boat never got blown backwards he always Good just point. boat exploded out from Good where he point. was and everyone else flew back I was very good at physics very good that bit I've but hilarious you know <laughs> hilarious well, you can get past the physics of it a very good bit a <laughs> very very good bit uh, mine I think it's been mentioned before but I just noticed it today and I love it uh, is Sherry, uh, the that's her name in real life. Sherry Terry. Sherry Terry. Yeah, she's wearing Penny. that t-shirt. Penny, you're pretty shiny, Penny. Uh, she's wearing a t-shirt. You probably notice it, David. Of it's his uh, it's it. his eye, and it's got a picture of Adam Sandler and characters Lenny Fader, Lenny. So it's his eye, Lenny Fader, Lenny on a t-shirt that she's wearing. Isn't that crazy? It's quite cool. You are going fucking mental. <laughs> It's all there, mate. It's all there it's on all, cellular. All the main ingredients are in there for a good time. Um, we cannot. We would be remiss to finish the episode without um, also thanking Paul Shear. Yeah, absolutely. For being a good man and including us in his list of twenty four hours of ideal podcasting. Very, a very generous, a very generous man. And from our home here in Australia, <laughs> uh, I would I just like to say cheers and to live every moment and love every day. Because before you know it, your precious time slips away. Oh, bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.